Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Illegal Ham to the Face, episode 10 now, Big Bri. Wow. We're just chugging right along. <laughs> uh, chugging. I am that fat guy. Always to my left is Big Bri Bri. Howdy. All right. So we got some brand new equipment, so hopefully it sounds much better than it has previously. Oh, yeah. Even though it took me a little bit to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Daddy's not technical. All right. <laughs> so, uh, want to give some shout outs today to uh, one of the guys at work, Kyle. Kyle, thank you for hooking us up with Eric. And I'm going to butcher his last name, Fadija. Nailed it. it. Is it? Is it Fadija? Yeah. He said it's supposed to, I asked him, I'm like, so it sounds like Fajita. He goes, <laughs> yeah. So it's Fadija. And he has hooked us up with our new intro music, trivia music, and our top three music. And Mm -hmm. you've heard the uh, intro music. Yeah, I love it. Oh, I know. I can't wait to Mm -hmm. play it. little banjo. So what we're going to do is we're going to hold off to do that next time. Episode 11, we're going to tease it. We're going to have our new intro music. We're going to have our trivia and everything else music. And I can't thank him enough because, I mean, he worked hard on it. It sounds great. I love it. I really do. Yeah, he did a great job. So, uh, also, <clears throat> let me, as I'm getting around. So, uh, we're going to get into our trivia today, which is brought to you by Curb Appeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, all your landscaping needs in one spot. Get a hold of Papa V at curbappeal419.com. He covers the Lima, Bluffton, and Finley areas, and he does everything. Patios, he's doing a uh, retaining wall now. I talked to him today. Yeah. 90 degrees outside, he's doing a retaining wall. Shoot. Yeah. So if you need anything of that Dude, nature, God bless give him. him a call because he does phenomenal work. I've known him for years. So thank you, Papa V. And so we have a trivia today. Okay. All right. You got it. And I got to trivia. Mm-hmm. And since baseball is right around the corner. Oh, shoot. And You're I going to your phone. I know it oh, must be complicated. I can't, it's not complicated. I just got to bring it up because- okay. I don't want to mess up what was actually said. Okay, so Mm -hmm. your trivia for today. Okay. On July 11th, which is a few days ago, right? Right. 2013, Mm -hmm. this starting pitcher made his MLB debut for the Tribe. He took a no-hitter into the sixth inning against the Blue Jays, Mm -hmm. struck out seven, in six full innings, the most strikeouts for a debut pitcher for the Tribe since 1964. Can you tell me who that pitcher was? 2013, made his debut with the Indians, and you can't tell me if he's still with the Indians? Oh, no, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't do okay. that. Okay, that'd, right. that'd be too easy. Actually, you're not going to get this one, so it's going to be fun for me to watch you squirm Actually, a little bit. Actually, I think I might have it. I, I don't think you got it. All right. All right. My limited baseball knowledge I think I might have it. Oh, I hope you do. I mean, because if not, you'd look like a jackass like I did last week. Oh, every week. It's a weekly thing. Oh, thanks. Thanks, bud. <laughs> right. So uh, so right now we're going to get into some baseball because guess what? It is right around the corner. We finally have sports. We have after sports back, and I cannot wait. Four months. Yeah. Four month drought. Yeah, and they already announced the starting pitcher. Shane Bieber is going to be the starting really? pitcher. Yep. I didn't hear that. Um, so we've been watching the little mock games that they have, and all the guys are having fun. Everybody's been tested out good. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's having a blast. They're doing every precaution they can to keep them safe. So I cannot wait to see sports because 
I watch Korean baseball. There's only so much Korean baseball. That did you de- really watch oh, yeah. Korean baseball? I watched at it. five in the morning. Uh, heck yeah, I did it before we went into work. I would wake up, watch a little bit of Korean baseball to get my fix, and then I'm off. Did you ever hear um, what? It, who is it? Carl Ravitch and some other Eduardo Perez doing the um, commentary. Oh yeah, and. They come up with a song for Call Ravage, and oh, it is Lord. phenomenal. <laughs> YouTube that. Uh, I can't get – it will get stuck in my head for hours at a time, and I'll just be sitting there by myself singing it. So, yeah, YouTube that for oh, sure. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm so excited about this baseball season. Yeah. I know it's only 60 games, but, I mean, it's just – it's something about baseball in summertime. I know. And, it makes you feel normal and, again. You know, they could have started this – if they wanted to back in what do you, June, that, that's my beef with it a little you know, bit, they, and and with a lot of sports because you know everyone was coming out of the quarantine, and we knew they had to have three to four weeks, two, three, four weeks to get ready for a season. Why not start it right when we get out of the quarantine, which well, was what a month and a half ago? So why not start it right then? Now we have to wait a little bit. And now the numbers are starting to spike again, and we don't know how long we're going to have a season for. Well, the numbers are starting to spike again because it's summertime, and everybody wants the hell out of the house. Yeah, but we could, <laughs> I mean, let's we, be honest. We could be 10, 20 games in right now if they it, did it as soon as that happened. And I, they waited. They kept pushing it off, and now we're waiting, and we're like, well, I, it's going to start. I don't know if it'll finish. Well, a lot of people are predicting we'll never see a World Series. It's 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 probably going to be a coin flip, Brian, because it, as you said, it goes state by state right now. That's true. And you're I right. mean, if you're in Florida, Texas, California, mm-hmm. you know, we're obviously in Ohio, so we're starting to get the blunt of it now. And well, numbers still aren't bad. Though, they're not bad, think. but still, I mean, this thing has just rocked right. everybody. Right. Nobody I can mean, predict anything. We're day to day. No, but I am excited to see. Francisco Lindor mm-hmm. for the short time that he will be here this year. You think the whole year? I I think he'll be. Yeah, I think he'll be here the whole year. Well, yeah, well, one of your bold predictions a couple weeks ago was that I hope he resigns. Resign God, I hope he resigns. So you're counting on him this year, next but, year, and going forward. But then we got uh, Frambel back, and he stopped eating the cookies. He put the we ate more cookies than Frambel this off season, and I hear he's tearing it up. Oh, he. I is. mean, they're scrimmages, so you don't really know for sure. But. I just, uh, all I know is I seen that kid hit a home run, and I thought it was a home run derby, and I, I it felt like the natural, like the cover was coming off the, <laughs> you know, like oh yeah, it, just the sound when he makes contact is just unreal. Was he in the Trevor Bauer trade? Is that how we got him? I can't remember where. Where did we get uh, yes. him from? Well, we got him from uh, Sandy. I think it was Sandy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he it was a three team trade. Maybe? Yeah, it was a three team trade. So we got rid of Bauer. And picked up a couple, hand. A couple back. Uh, no, hand was Puig. Puig. We had Puig. Puig from, came from the Reds. Yeah, but yeah, that was a huge score. If I mean, they're talking about him possibly competing for the lead and home runs in the American League. Well, they talked about like if he gets on a good tear. You know, I know we only have sixty games, but I mean, he could get on a good tear and have. 30 home runs in a 60-game season. As long as he stays away from 4th of July parties. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> and he apologized for that. I mean, I, I'm not hey, killing him for He didn't it. have to. He's not doing something like the rest of us somebody. haven't done. We've all done it. You're mm-hmm. here with me right now. Are we six feet apart? Mm-hmm. Yeah, about five and a half. Five and a half. Are you so. wearing your mask? <clears throat> yep, there it is. That's why I thought Michigan mask. <laughs> I hate. 
hate on that. Sorry, but, I didn't mean to take you off your point. That's all right. So, I mean, then we have the outfielders, which are kind of a little suspect. Could be, yeah. But what Could I'm like, what I'm hearing way. is Zimmer is back and hitting the ball great. Yeah, Daquan's hitting the ball great. Even though I I love Daquan because I just like the way he swings. I, there's just something about Naquin that I look at. Yeah. He's like one of those ones that, you know, you look at him and you're like, God, this guy's a dick. And then next thing you know, <laughs> you just you end up liking it. It's like uh, uh, Draymond Green. Yeah. I mean, if he played for the Cavs, right. you know, we would sit there. Anderson Verge. Anderson, yeah, Everyone exactly. Everyone hated him. Because he flopped. But he played for the Cavs, and we, we loved him. Yeah, we got him into an all-star game, didn't we? Oh, uh, darn close yeah, if we didn't. I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, they have some talent there that we're really excited about. Right. And we can't because obviously no fans are going to be allowed there. Mm-hmm. So we do have, and we just got confirmation today that Joe Bear is going to be our tribe yeah. expert. All right. Yeah. He I has been it. to multiple all-star games. Okay. And he's worked multiple all-star games. Mm-hmm. Okay. He goes to, he watches every tribe game. He is a die hard tribe fan. I guarantee he knows a lot more than me. Well, for and sure. that's, that's why we're bringing him in because mm-hmm. you know a little bit, you know enough, but not to the point that he. I'm does. not a die. I'm a diehard Browns fan. I'm not a diehard Indians fan. Even though my they're my team, I'll watch every pitch in the playoffs. But you know, I'll maybe watch a game or two here and there. I'll maybe go to a game and two here or there. But the fact that we, yeah, we have somebody that's watching everything. Well, I mean, see, that's that's the one thing I like to do in the summertime is I like to come home, turn on STO, yeah, and boom, it's right there. Yeah, and I got my kids with me, and we could just sit back sure. and watch. And I, that is my favorite thing to do as a dad is to watch baseball with them because I can explain baseball to them. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I mean, it's something about it. It just it makes you feel it makes you feel normal it makes you feel relaxed and yeah something about baseball just makes you feel good maybe the fact that it's in the summertime and we're in cleveland and we only get maybe four or five months that are nice weather well see what and also what i like is you know every game especially up here 705 start mm-hmm. 705 start right. 705 so you can sit out still sun's still out you can sit on your back deck have the tribe game on have hammy call all those wonderful plays, all mm-hmm. right? And you're just sitting there listening to it while either kids are playing or you're barbecuing or you got friends over. I went over to a friend's house that I had for a very long time. Mm-hmm. He would actually have, he has a TV outside, which I tell my wife I want wonderful. one. Wonderful. And she says no right now. <laughs> for now. For now. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to squeeze it out of her, I think. Mm-hmm. But he would always have the Indians game one. He'd be like, well, you come over. He'd sit there with a bond, like a little campfire we would cook hot dogs over top yeah. of the campfire and watch the indians yeah. game and just drink and have a good time right right there's something soothing about the indians that i think almost like watching golf yes. like on a sunday afternoon nothing on you turn golf on and you just kind take of take a two-hour nap you take a nap it's like nascar you watch the first 10 laps and yeah. wake up at the finish you just flip it on you got nothing to do flip and on we're the not, indians game and we're not hating on nascar because daddy likes nascar yeah you're a nascar correspondent uh, well i understand that because dave blady got me my dad <laughs> my family races so we'll, we'll get on nascar at some point in time. okay but yeah it, it it's just like you said there's something about turning like when the kids were really little and i i had told this story on here when the kids were really little yeah. i mean infants to give my wife a break i would just turn on a tribe game turn on maybe the first two innings 
And if it was a blowout after the first two innings, I would start to doze off. And then the kid, all three boys were out in the chair. That's mm-hmm. it. I mean, we're just snored away. Yeah. And, you know, it's still a lot of people don't think it's Americans, America's pastime, but it's still, to me, kind of America's pastime. Even though I don't love it, I don't get into it like I do football, but I turn on a baseball game and I just feel good about myself. So I, let me ask, okay, you know, we, we understand the – uh, money situation that the Indians have, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me ask you: um, If you had a chance to re-sign Lindor, mm-hmm. would you do it? Man, I'm torn because the only reason we love Lindor in Cleveland, he could be the next LeBron. Yeah, he, he could absolutely be. could be. I mean, he could be Mike Trout. The sky's the limit for that guy. But as we've seen in the past. With baseball, these squads, these teams that aren't the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Dodgers that sign these players to giant deals, they don't tend to have a whole lot of success because they have all that money tied up in that one player. And, you know, like the Indians, they signed a great deal with Jose Ramirez. And I don't know if you remember. I mean, we remember... They signed a great deal with Kluber when they with locked Kluber. Kluber right. When they locked Kluber. Yep. And Jose and Carrasco, the extension they gave Carrasco. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, they the front office that the Indians have have done some savvy, savvy stuff. They have. To bring in and keep the window. And they talk about a window. But ever since Tito's been here, it's been a competitive baseball team. There hasn't been one year that, you know, we're sitting here going, well, right. no, I'm not even going to watch this trash. Right. Because they have been competitive. They've either been just outside the playoffs or in the playoffs. I mean, it, and thank God for Tito. Mm-hmm. I mean, that man, what, I, what I'm really excited to see, though, is there's a rule that they got now that they can't spit. So there's no, oh, yeah. no hold on, yeah. no lippers, no sunflower seeds. No bubble gum. No, they can have bubble gum. They oh, just they can't can? spit. Yeah. Okay. And Tito's got to open his own bubble gum. <laughs> Did you know that he had a guy open up his own bubble gum? He, they have a guy. They have designated. a guy to open up Tito's bubble gum and hand it to him. I want to be that guy. I are you serious? <laughs> What's he make? A hundred thousand dollars a year? God, I hope so. That, <laughs> how awesome would that be? To just sit there and be like, "Here, Tito," and then just yeah. keep handing him gum. <laughs> I um, mean, but see, the thing that's going to be weird for me because I'm used to seeing like Jose Ramirez, Santana, yeah, all the, Jose, with, the for with, sure. with the big lipper in coming up the bat yeah. and it just it's drooling off his chin. Right. It's it's, it's just going to look so no. weird. It's like, and I I can almost guarantee you that they're going to put one in and go back in the clubhouse where nobody can see him. Oh right, yeah, for sure. I mean, they'll hide it some way, but it's kind of like what the Indians have to do, and because they're smaller market team that we know they are, they have to sign these players maybe a year or two before they hit that superstar status and they tried to do that with Lindor well they did that with uh with Jose that's why we have Jose because well a couple years ago what was it 17 and 18 he was like a top five top three MVP candidate oh yeah so he was one of the best players in the league and so they saw that coming so they signed him to a manageable deal and then he got pool happy and then last year, yeah, we know, you know, whatever happened with him. But oh, no, he, got, he, he even said it. He he got pool happy. You know, what does he that mean? he wanted to pull the ball instead of hit it. Oh, okay. So gotcha. you know, he, he's trying to beat the shift. He's trying to do all this stuff that they're doing to him instead of actually hitting the ball. So he changed mm-hmm. his swing a little bit and just screwed him all up. Yeah. I mean, but now he's at the point. Now he's just he, it's time to just go hit. Yeah. 
I mean, because the shifts, everybody like blames the shift. The shifts do work because they put it, it's it's weird looking, and I understand. And mm-hmm. I am the old school baseball adage of like just butt it down and get on first base, get on base. Yeah. But these guys get paid millions of dollars to hit the ball and not butt. Right. So it's, I mean, it's, it's hard, you know, when they have that ego and they want to swing away and they want to hit doubles and home runs. It's hard to tell them to bunt it down the line. Oh, and yeah. Just get on base. But I mean, like you were saying though, you know, they signed Jose. Mm-hmm. To his extension, mm-hmm. they have a lot of young talent, especially in the outfield coming up. So you have Zimmer, you have Allen, you have well, they just signed uh, the Shields. Yep, Naquin. Naquin. I never, I never you have understood Bowers. the hate for Naquin. I mean, I even think, after I, his, I first think it's because he acts like a punk. Like he first just year. You, he, you've met people that you just look at their face, and you're like, God, this guy's a dick. Like, you just look at their face. They have I that guess. dickish face. I don't know how to explain still, it. still, as a baseball team, you shouldn't be. I mean, you should look. I think he I hit, mean, the like, best, 300. The best, the best thing that Naquin did for this team is the one year where he had the inside the park home run. Yeah. And he did the pose, right. everything yeah, at the well, end. Yeah, well, that was kind and of that a was, that, move. Well, exactly. But, that I mean, that's the thing. But, I mean, he was just running on adrenaline. At well, that well, he's running a lot of things because you know where I would have made it on that home run? <laughs> Not even the first base. I would have tripped over my own feet and rolled. Over to I'm the good visit. here, coach. Can of corn. Give me a can of corn and a Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> good. I got him to laugh. But, I finally got him to laugh. So, so yeah, like I was saying, he hit 300 his first year. He was in, um, I think, the AL Rookie of the Year talks. Oh, yeah. And after that first year, people were talking about trading him after that. I know. And so I I don't understand. You have a young guy that just hit 300. Why are you trying to get rid of him? But he hasn't really lived up to that the last couple of years. No. And but same I mean, with Zimmer. Is Zimmer's issue injuries strictly? Yes, strictly So if injuries. he can stay because healthy. Because he had, he had uh, shoulder surgery and he had an ankle problem last okay. year. So that's why he wasn't. Because he came up like a. You know, right out of the gate and play great, and then he got hurt. Yeah, and then went back to kind of like Randy Sizemore. Yeah. That's why I'm kind of worried about because he plays that way. He's one of those guys. Mm-hmm. But I mean, with the rest of the team that they got, especially with the new acquisitions, I mean, we got a chance to compete again. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's I I don't well, with their pitching staff. I think they'll keep them in a lot of games. Well, that's the one thing is managers are going to have to do something totally different with this season because it's yeah. only 60 games. That's what I worry and, about. And the thing is, is the only thing that's going to keep, you know, the Indians have enough offensive power to take over a game? No. But they have enough pitching to keep them in a game. Mm-hmm. So this might be like the cardiac kids year of the Cleveland Indians. Like, they're not going to have barbers where they're going to beat a guy, beat them 12-3 to 3 or anything like that. They're going to, it might be them being the team that in the eighth inning they're down two and they come back and win. <laughs> you know, they might be that te- that kind it. of team this year. Sure. But they have to be because guess what? If you're wanting to do anything this season, that's what you got to do. It's 60 games. It's not a marathon anymore. You oh, can't yeah. let games get away from you. Yeah. And, um, you know, my two issues with the Indians the last couple of years have been they don't start very fast. And so in a 60 game season, if you start out, eight and 14 you know 10 and 17 something like that your 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 goose is cooked and so they need to start out fast out of the gate and also the fact that they don't beat good teams really they kind of beat up on the bad teams and so i know we we have 20 games against detroit 
and the Royals, which are horrible, which are horrible. So you should win. Don't forget about the 15. Pirates. Pirates. I, I and we close against the Pirates too. I, I understand so that, that could be a major. So the, the teams that you really got to watch are the Twins and the White Sox. The White Sox, Cubs. That's what I worry. That's what I worry about because we have twenty games against those teams. But so do the Twins, oh, yeah. and so do the White Sox. So it's I, not I, like we're going to get a leg up because we're no, playing these bad teams. No, because they're going to be playing the exact same so teams. So we're going to have to go 12-8 and eight and against the Twins. And we've always had, like, there's always been one team in the Central that has been our Achilles heel. Whether it be the White Sox, the Detroit one year. Detroit for a long time. De- well, Detroit was good for a long time, and they're not anymore. I know. But, like, it's just weird. Like, the years that Minnesota was not good. We would go in there. We would lose like eight games to Minnesota throughout the year. And it's like, how are we losing to Minnesota? They're the worst one in the division. And then we're trying to catch, you know, we watched Kansas City at the time trying to catapult their way up. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're smoking them. They went 12 and 1 against Minnesota. We went, eh, 4 and 8. You know? <laughs> Minnesota's got to come back down to earth after last year. I think all I think, the home runs they hit. Well, I mean, there's no way they can keep that pace up. Well, look what they did. They signed a whole bunch of guys to one year deals. And yes, they're a little bit older, but you got Nelson Cruz mm-hmm. in that lineup. What do you expect's going to happen? I think, you know, in this shortened season, we'll find out that pitching staffs and bullpens will win you games. Well, and the because bullpens, it's more. Definitely because it's starting pitching. Ain't going to be there like it used to be. It ain't going to be a eight, you know, eight inning starter going out there. It's not going to be Corey Kluber going out for nine. You don't innings. think so? Because no. it's such like a and short if, season. If it does, it will not be until later in the year because they're they're talking about you know all the scrimmages and stuff that they got going on now. Mm-hmm. They're talking about like uh, yesterday, Cleveland pitched for like five innings, yeah, and Cookie pitched for six innings. Like that's the max where they're at now. Like Cookie pitched eighty six pitches, and he just that's where they're. It's not like you know you're going to get into Trevor Bauer, you know, time where he's throwing 147 pitches. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not at that point anymore. I mean, you're going to have this year, you're going to have your starter go out and try to give you five solid innings, and then after that, either another starter, or your bullpen's taken over mm-hmm. because it's just that's that's honestly the way it has to be. Do we know where Carrasco's at? Are they counting on him? How's oh yeah, his health. Cookie is healthy. Okay. And happy to be playing baseball. So he'll be our second or third starter. Well, so right now you got... Bieber would be Bieber, the one. Bieber right now is opening day. I okay. think Clevenger's following that up. Right. Cookie, then Plesak, and... Savale? Savale or Pluko. Okay. Which, listen to all those names. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you could throw either one of them. I, I mean, Savale showed a lot And then you year. also got people at the AAA level with uh, McKenzie... Who is a, yeah, one of our who top? Who was pro- supposed to be? Yeah, yeah one of our stud. Top, one of our top prospects. Mm-hmm. And you have other people there that they're talking about bringing up also. So you have enough depth mm-hmm. in that pitching staff that you can do it. But also, we got to watch Brad Hand and make sure. Oh, excuse yeah. me, I'm sorry, I'm burping up Vizzies. Um, got to make sure that he doesn't uh, get fatigued like he did last year. Right, and maybe with a shorter season that won't affect him as much. But um. You know, just the fact that I feel very confident and very comfortable the fact that we have Francona managing this pitching staff is probably the strength of our team. Now, but the thing is, is they made that new rule where you have to face three pit, or three batters. That's true. Yeah. So you can't switch out anymore. But I'll take my chances with a guy who's done it for the last couple decades rather than a guy that's two or three years in. And so they'll get him uh, – everybody they need they'll get him 
all the bullpen help they need. And if they have to eventually, you know, rest a guy for a day or two, you know, who, who better to manage that than Tito Francona? So I worry about the hitting. I don't worry about the pitching. Okay. That's hey, how it's been for the last 10 years. This year, in Tito, we trust. Yeah. That's the way it's got to be. Yep, sure. Absolutely. I'm on board. All right. So good luck, Tribe. Mm-hmm. We're behind you 100%. Hopefully we did them justice, Joe Bear. So, hey, did you hear the other news that happened this week? Mm-mm. Miles Garrett. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big a deal. Right. Five-year extension, $125 million. I believe we called that two, three weeks ago. Yep. Yep. $25 million a year for five or six years. So we got him locked up for seven years for $147 million. So until he's 31 years old. Until he's 31 years old, Mm -hmm. we have a dominant pass rusher. Now, hey. I had two trivia questions for you at the beginning of the show. Okay. All right. I gave you the baseball one because baseball is right around the corner. But right. here's the other one. Mm-hmm. Can you name me the last first-round pick of the Cleveland Browns to get an extension? Hmm. Boy, you got to go back a ways. Um, let's see. No, not him. Uh how far <laughs> was so Joe Thomas obviously got one in 2007. Yes. yes. Was Joe Hayden got one. I think he was definitely after Thomas. I can't remember if he was nine or 10. Have we not had somebody since Joe Hayden? I can't think of anybody since Joe Hayden. You are on fire. Big Joe boy. Hayden. Joe Hayden. There you go. We have had 12. Yeah. First round picks. It wasn't Danny Shelton. It wasn't since, Cam Irving. Since Joe Hayding, and we finally extended one of them. Alex Mack was the only one I thought of. We franchise tagged him. He might have even been before Joe yeah. Hayden. I can't remember. But we didn't extend him, though. Okay. Yeah, so right. So Joe Hayden is the only one that we extended right. before Miles Garrett. Guess what? Joe Hayden's in Pittsburgh now. Yeah, they traded him. Yeah, and he's still producing. I don't know why. I don't know whose call that was. Was that Greg Williams' call? I think it was. But um, Actually, you know something? I don't think that was Greg Williams' call. I think they were looking at the books and seeing where Joe Hayden was yeah, at. He had, right. wasn't, hadn't been healthy, and I think that, right. was, a, that was a tough decision that yeah. they didn't want to make. Man, but, that's hard. But just think about that. $125. He is the highest paid defensive player now. I he's Highest gotta, paid. He's got to be... The highest paid non-quarterback he is. in NFL history. For right now, he is. Well, I'm saying the only one before him would have been Khalil Mack. A receiver's not making that. Nope. A running back's not making that. A left tackle hasn't been worthy of it. Nope. So 25 mil, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, and guess what? Everybody's clamoring like, oh, he should deserve it. And, <sighs> oh, he's he's such a bad player. He's, he's, uh, he did all this. Guess what? He's on our team. Suck it up. I heard, so I heard a Pittsburgh reporter or a Pittsburgh radio host on the radio the other day. Pody. And he was just bitching and complaining and Miles Garrett doesn't deserve this. I can't believe they gave it to him. He's not even that good. And I just went to the place where um, I thought those were Browns fans five, ten years ago with with Joey Porter and James Harrison. Harrison. And we 
we Heinz would say, Ward. oh, they're just terrible dudes. You know, they suck. They don't deserve anything. And Heinz now it's Ward, flipped around. Ray Lewis. Yeah. You just keep naming names. These guys that we know deep down. Shoes on their foot they now. They are great players, and we are pissed off that those other teams signed them. And now we got Pittsburgh fans saying, oh, he's not that good. TJ Watt is better than him. Give me a break. I'll take Miles Garrett for the next seven years, and he's going to be smashing your quarterback. Sorry, Mason Rudolph. He's going to be killing your quarterback for the next half decade plus. Why do people think that he – like every hit – I understand we had the incident, okay? We're, right. We're, we're right. not going to get yeah, into the we're not gonna. We're not going to glaze over that. We know it happened, but get past it. Okay. You know, it, it is what it is. He served his time. Right. At the time, he had 10 sacks in 10 games. Yeah. Okay, like it's he said. Hold on, he's been in the league for three years, right? Yeah. From my understanding, Two and I think, half really because he was hurt yeah, for half. A year. From my understanding, he has I think it's thirty and a half or thirty one sacks. Yeah, it's probably more and games than he's played in. Ex- it, that's for his career so far, and it's like, yeah. why wouldn't you? He has a freak of nature. And you I, have to sign him to an extension. I loved. The the message that he put out, I don't know if it was on Instagram or Twitter or something. He, I sent it to you. He made well, he made like a video and it said like basically, thanks for having my back, Cleveland. Let the rest of the world keep doubting us. And so Miles Garrett is gonna be that guy. He's not gonna get fat, he's not gonna get out of shape, he's not gonna get complacent, he's not gonna be like an Albert Hainsworth or something that signs this giant deal. And then he just kind of goes into a corner and counts his money. He will be electric. He will be a difference maker for you for most of the seven years, I think, as long as he stays healthy. And that's kind of the biggest issue, but that's an issue with every single player. So the fact that we have him, I mean, cornerstone of the defense, wonderful. Let's go to work. So he had an interview for the first time since the incident. Right. You know, I had, uh, so he was talking to reporters and everything, and they, they kept asking him about the incident and how he's going to recover. Okay, we're past that. Okay. Mm-hmm. One reporter, and I can't remember his name, asked him of, because of Cleveland's history, you know, you, you could have done your time here. You could have left like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Why, why did you choose Cleveland? Why did you choose this franchise to extend with? He goes, from day one. He goes, I know the history of this team. He goes, and I know the recent history of this team. Right. He goes, it's going to be so much sweeter on the other side, knowing that I help them get to the playoffs and hopefully to the promised land. Yeah. And that's and, that's the type of guys we want. That's the exactly. type of guys that will change us around. We don't want guys just looking for money. Well, then what you were saying, so this is exactly what he said. He wrote on a piece of paper after he signed his contract, because I sent you the video. I got mm-hmm. the video up right now. Mm-hmm. Says Cleveland kept betting on me. World keep betting against us. Yeah, love it. Cleveland I mean, versus I, the world. Right. I couldn't ask for anything better from a leader on your football team. And he even took. He goes, you know, that was my fault. You know, I had one mistake. That was my fault. Mm-hmm. And he owned it. I mean, there's been other complications with it that we are not going to get into. No, because no. we are not touching. It. Any part of that. Right, but, I mean, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, you kind of believe Miles Garrett for his word on what happened that night. I mean, it it just, it is what it is. It's in the past now, and he is, what, $50 million guaranteed, 
and $125 million richer. Oh, yeah. And, and he could have, if he was money hungry, he could have waited another year. Oh, yeah. Done yeah. what he he had started last year and got a sack every single game. And he probably would have been worth twenty seven. He said with the twenty nine million. He said when the Browns drafted him, they were talking that year about keeping him at Hicks Stadium after the first year. Oh, after yeah. the first oh, year, because yeah. because they you were know with talent. Oh, but uh, it's just it's so so nice to hear that the Browns are actually extending people they drafted. That's the thing that we haven't done in almost a decade, right? Think right. about it, a decade. People that you've drafted that are good players, you just let them walk. And if you want to blame the GMs for not extending guys, I think that's kind of ridiculous. I mean, the we, only we guy the, that you really should have extended that you didn't was Mitchell Schwartz. And he wanted to be here. Right. You should have extended him. Other than that, you can't tell me a guy that you wish the Browns would have extended. Corey Coleman, Brandon oh. Whedon, Trent Richardson. Hold on. Let me think about it. Uh, Cam Irving, like I said before. Joe Schobert. Uh no well yeah yeah okay Joe Schobert yeah right got gotcha you there hold on let me Johnny Manziel <laughs> you're trying to get me mad I am trying to get you mad I it's mean okay. these guys that we draft it's not like they're going to other teams and having huge success no no I get it 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 it's just it's just so relieving that we actually have a good player that wants to be here granted we paid him we paid the man mm-hmm. but he wants to be here Bry mm-hmm. he wants this culture, this franchise, these people behind him. Yeah. Okay. He chose this. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to be here. No. He could have walked away. He could have gone to greener pastures in right. Houston, where he's from, or Dallas, or wherever. Where- Don't tell me that 31 other NFL teams that had the cap space wouldn't have given him 25 mil a year because no. you're lying. Oh, yeah. I trust after yeah. especially watching every the, other team would have done, especially it. after last year, watching him wreck every left tackle in the yeah. league. Right. So it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. And he realizes he even said it. He goes, I got more work to do. He goes, this is not my end goal. Right. He goes, yes, I got an extension. I got a nice contract. I got money now. That's not my goal. Mm-hmm. I'm here to compete. He doesn't come off as that guy that's just looking for a giant payday, and oh, then he's satisfied. Let's see here. Um, Mike Holgren? <laughs> um, <laughs> Dwayne Bowe? Kenny Britt. Kenny Britt? Who else? Plenty who, of others. Who, let's just keep going through the uh, uh, Jamie pa- Collins? Paul Kruger. Paul Kruger? <laughs> Let, let's just keep naming names. These guys came here because they had to because... They paid the, him the most money. They paid him the most money. Mm-hmm. We actually have a guy here that wants to be here. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And guess what? Yes, it's a lot of cash. Yes, we got to figure out how to spend the rest of the cap. Right. But by doing this now and giving him the guaranteed money up front mm-hmm. kind of makes it a little easier to finagle stuff later on. Yeah. Yeah. And this kind of this signing, I don't know if it's a giant deal because, you know, you and I could have kind of made this signing, but... It gets me even more excited about Andrew Barry because maybe he's not like making these giant moves that make you go ooh and ah, but he's doing everything that's right so far up to this point. I mean, Miles Garrett, we both think was an easy signing. You should have done that. If oh, you yeah. didn't do it, oh, then yeah. we would have been very upset. But so the fact that his track record just in the last three or four months. I can't think of anything that he's done that I wasn't super excited about. 
when I sat down and thought about it. You know, the Austin Hooper signing, I wasn't super excited about, but that's before I knew about what kind of offense Stefanski was going to run. Yeah. And so the fact that we signed Miles Garrett now, rather than waiting, you know, Bosa's probably going to ask for more than Miles Garrett now. Well, let him try. Yeah. I, uh, that's that's the thing is so well, if, which Joey right Joey yeah because Joey's due for but, a contract but see the thing is though is I think that Joey Joey's not going to be there anymore I honestly think that the only reason why is because they had a problem with his rookie contract right where he sat out most of training camp right until they got that shit right and so on the free market he's worth even more than that probably he yeah. might be worth twenty seven million dollars because there's a lot of people that think Joey Bosa is better than Miles Garrett. I'm not one of them, but there's a lot of people that would pay him that more money than Miles Garrett's getting. Well, I I get you. Everybody's everybody's different, bro. Yeah, and and so that kind of goes into our next uh, discussion with this ESPN coming out with all these rankings on the top ten position players for each position based on the NFL executives and. Miles Garrett, I think, is what five over there. Uh, let me see. Let me see. You got number and, and one. Joey Bosa's right behind him. Number one is Cleo Mack. Mm-hmm. Number two is Chris Jones. Uh, uh, Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. Chandler I'm sorry. Jones. Sorry, I was thinking of somebody else. Uh, Nick Bosa is number three. Yeah. And Von Miller is number four. And then you have Miles Garrett. Yeah. So Miles Garrett's number five. Joey Bosa's number six. Six. T.J. Watt seven. T.J. Watt. What is the thing with TJ Watt? I don't know. Like, I why? Hold la- on. I think it has why? to do with the last name. Why is it JJ? Well, he's not an edge. He's a linebacker, right? No, 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 no. He's a defensive end. I think JJ. They think JJ's just kind of beaten down a little bit. I, I, I get. But really, TJ. Why is TJ Watt? I don't know. Beats me. I hate that guy. No. Why? How is yeah. it? How is it? Pittsburgh always <laughs> finds the one guy because they draft linebackers every single year. So, like, you know, James Harrison. Yeah, they we just, hate him for years. Yeah, they just and then they just swings. they keep rotating people in. But they've drafted some bad linebackers too. Jarvis Jones from Georgia. It still did nothing for them. Bud Dupree you, is really not that. Your great. boy He's plays for him, doesn't he? Uh, Devin Bush. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I hate Devin Bush. He's a yeah. Forget about it. Um, you actually hold on. You hate a Michigan player. If you go to the Steelers, I hate you. I don't care who you are. Oh. I hated I hated Lamar Woodley. I hate Devin Bush. You know, if you go to the Ravens too, I hate you too. You're dead to me. Forget about it. I know you have no control over who drafts you. What about your beloved Charles Woodson? Charles Woodson did not play for the Steelers. So, but I'm just saying. So it's just the AFC North that you hate. Uh, well, even if you play for the Bengals, I don't hate you that much. It's the Ravens and the Steelers that I hate. Yeah, I mean, that trumps everything. What, are you going to tell me you like Cam Hayward? You root for Cam Hayward to... He's an Ohio State six, guy. You really Brian root for... Shazier? Wow. Santonio Holmes nope. when he was there? Nope, I draw that line. You go to the Steelers, and like I said, you're dead to me. Forget but, you. Brother, you know where I grew up at. I guess you're more of an Ohio State fan than a Browns fan. Exactly. Then. Jeez. What do you want me to do? All right. I get you. I can fart. Guess what? It's in Columbus. <laughs> so I came to this realization about seven, eight years ago when Michigan was playing in the basketball national championship against Louisville, Rick Pitino and Louisville. They ended up losing. But, and I always knew that a Cleveland championship would mean more than a Michigan championship would, but it's not even close now. I mean, if Cleveland wins a championship, 
top five memories of my life. Yeah. If Michigan wins a championship, I don't know if it cracks the top ten. Oh, come on. No, I don't. Th- I mean, I was in a bar with a couple Michigan fans, but I was like, this is this, this is not what I was expecting. This was, you know, a nice night well, out, and I'll celebrate with myself, I guess. You, but. you honestly know what it is? What? And, and, and I, I'm going to be honest, and I don't want you to get upset. Look at me. Go ahead. Don't get upset. Mm-hmm. Michigan hasn't been in any championships in a long time, uh, so you're not used to it. They've been in the basketball are you, championship. Are you going to call hockey? 2012. Men's volleyball. So football only matters to you. No. You wouldn't celebrate Aaron Kraft uh, magically winning a Final Four game. I would love Aaron Kraft. <laughs> I know I you love would. Aaron Kraft. <laughs> don't you start Too that. Too bad they ran into Florida. Ah, uh, twice. <laughs> I don't. Was Kraft on that team? Okay. No, I don't. No, Sollinger was. Sollinger was. I don't think Kraft was. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to say basketball. They won the, um, what was it last year? The basketball tournament. They won $2 million. Yeah, well, they got one and out this year. <laughs> you brought it up before I could hit you with it. Well, I hate, but they won the million dollars, though. <laughs> I guess that's more money than most of them seen. It's, I, <laughs> hey, if I could be Diebler, standing out shooting threes all the time, hey, I would do it every like all day. Sounds like a good life. Just post up in the corner and just pop threes. Hey. I, that's what you got to do sometimes. <laughs> How do we? Why do we always get off on a know. Michigan Ohio State hate? We're that's okay, we so we're we're good. We're good. So we're. Okay. Do you want to get into the other so, uh, rankings for the, position players? The only I think there's only one. No, there's two Browns on them. Uh, Chubb is at seven for running backs. Yes. Okay, which is, in my opinion, <laughs> that's the lowest possible spot you can Sorry put about them. The cough. Because the other one is uh, the Odell. Odell at four. Odell at four, which seems a little high. That does seem a little high, but like, so what they were saying is because of this the way this was brought out is it's not coaches as executives of what they see, mm-hmm. and his talent is still there. It's just he even came out with a video, and I'm not making excuses for Odell or whatever it is, but he came out with a video talking about how he wanted to retire in 2017 when he messed up his ankle that bad, right? Because yeah. you know everything is. And now he's finally healthy. Do you think that ankle injury lasted the past two years where he's kind of like not completely comfortable with it? Because we've all been injured. Mm-hmm. And I know you, especially with your feet. Yeah. So uh, do you not, I mean, can it be he's not 100% for like the past three years? It's possible. I mean, especially last year, I think because something was off. All we him. have to do is look at workout videos right now because we can't actually see the people. Right. But his workout videos are absolutely nuts. Really? I don't think I've seen Oh, you've never seen those? No. Uh-uh. Like, he's sitting there. He's got a guy with a football cannon behind him shooting footballs at him. Uh-huh. And he's standing on a, I call it topsy-turvy. Oh, almost yeah. Almost like a yoga ball. About. Right. And he's standing on this thing, and he's catching one-handed behind his head. And I'm just sitting there going... You suck, dude. Like, we just want him to catch two hands. I mean, if you catch every ball that hits you in both hands, we'll be you, happy. Hold on. You know what happened if it was one of us on that thing? We would have fell down. The ball would have hit us in the head. And never would have made it on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be on the I mean, ground before it started. It's, it's like it's like watching a fat guy try to get into a sleeping bag. It's just it's not good. It's, not it's good. like me trying to get my hand into a Pringles can. <laughs> Not going to work. <laughs> That's why you just eat them by the face. Oh, Speaking okay. of Pringles, did you see that the Wendy's Baconator, they came out with a Pringles chip with the Wendy's Baconator? What? Yeah. I got some downstairs for you. Oh, God. My neighbor brought them over and goes, will you eat these? I'm like, of course I'll eat these. Wait, wait, wait. So there's... 
Pringles on a Baconator? No, no, no. No, no, no. It is Pringles uh-huh. with Baconator flavor. So it tastes like a bacon cheeseburger. It tastes like a bacon cheeseburger. Oh, okay, I got you. It tastes All like right. the Baconator from Wendy's. I was like, holy shit. I'm like, did they really come out with this? I'm like, what else have they come out with that I don't know about? He said, speaking of Pringles, and then he started talking about bacon cheeseburgers, and I was all thrown off. I thought you were just looking for an opening to talk about hamburgers. That's our... So, so what the heck were we talking about? I, we were talking to, about uh, Chubb and Odell. Yeah, Odell. Okay, so okay. number four for Odell. He's behind Julio is number one, my yes. guy. Julio. Who you said you took Michael Thomas last week. Who was week. number two. Michael Thomas was two. And Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins is three. three. I think that's a tier in itself. I think those three guys yeah. are kind of almost interchangeable. And then, like, you know, you get behind him Tyreek Hill, Evans, mm-hmm. Adams, Keenan mm-hmm. Allen, Godwin, Cooper. They're all in that same boat. Like, you right. could. This list, besides the top three, you could kind of shuffle around however you want to shuffle it. And I think if if uh, if Baker and Odell have a good season together, I think <laughs> OBJ could be up in that first tier. They got Chubb seventh. They got Chubb seventh. Yeah. Are you? What Which are, what, so? Hold on. He had a horrible, god awful offensive line, and almost won the rushing. Should have title. run the won the rushing title. I know. With a crap coach. I know. And he is. Seventh, right? Disrespect. And by the way, he had a top ten running back right behind him, taking carries and receptions from him for half the year. And so, it's unreal. Complete disrespect for Nick Chubb. He gets okay. he doesn't get any respect and because he is, doesn't talk. How is McCaffrey not number one? Who they have? Barkley. They got. They're Bar- just, no, no, no. They got Barkley number one. McCaffrey is a machine. I know. But Barkley had a terrible coach in Pat Shermer, too. Well, we had Pat Shermer, too. You remember Pat Shermer? Yeah, the worst coach. Hold on. You can throw the ball or you can run the ball. I'm getting PTSD over here. Kamara, Henry, Zeke Cook. Right. Yeah. So, in my opinion, hate Browns that's, hate. That's the, I can't look at that's anymore. the top tier. There's seven guys. You talked about Kamara. You talked about no, Henry. There's there's Zeke. four guys. No, I think there's seven guys, and you can interchange them however you like. And the fact that Nick Chubb is always towards the bottom. What's really funny is, is they're Browns all different. Hate. They're all different, right? But when I think of a running back, I want a guy do you, that can run the ball. Do you ever think? That because everybody says that running backs are like interchangeable. Do you ever think that we're going to get it to a point in time that running backs are not interchangeable anymore? And if you have a good one, you better keep it. I think we're getting there. I mean, when you I look mean, at you, you, McCaffrey, got big money. Well, Derrick Henry just got big money. They, yeah. Oh, that's right. They did just sign. What was that? Game. Was that twelve mil a year? Something of that nature. So I mean, but they for, don't have a quarterback. I they think have to Chubb buy. is somewhere in between them. Yeah. You have if you want to re-sign Chubb, you're looking twelve million is the floor. You're looking sixteen million is the ceiling, and so I don't know what he'll ask for. But uh, do you do you think that we could sign Chubb still, or you think he's going to go? I don't know the cap numbers well enough. I think they're going to have to make a choice because I mean, there's choices that they're going to have to make, and right. it's a lot of choices. It, it'll probably up. come down to: Do you want to pay Chubb, or do you want to pay Denzel Ward? Yeah. Unless, I mean, we're assuming they pay Baker what he's due. Yeah, we assume they're going to pay him. Even if he's just a game manager this year, yeah, and he's yeah, yeah. like a Kirk Cousins, like we hope, like we think he is, you're still gonna have to pay him twenty five mil a year at well, least. We'll see. I mean, it's 
That's where we're at now. I know. Well, it's a good problem to have, like we talk in the past. Well, yeah, because guess what? If it's a bad problem to have, we'd be talking about next year's draft. Yeah, we'd be talking about <laughs> tank for Trevor. Ta- ta- tank for Trevor or Fields, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, hey, I'll take We'll em. get to, uh, so next next week, you know, Brian and I talked about, we do love college football, mm-hmm. and we watch a lot of it. And we don't know exactly what's going to happen, so that's why we really haven't touched on any of it yet, mm-hmm. because we don't know if they're actually going to play football or what's going on. But we'll talk a little bit about it next week. Uh, okay, you know, we kind of touch base because you know we, like you said, we do love the draft, yeah. but you also got to figure out how they're going to do this, and it it's it's just crazy. It's going to be hard it, for college so, football. But uh, we're here at the end of our wonderful show we gotta do our top three okay all right so bry what's the top three today what are we, are we doing the ballpark yeah um with baseball coming back trying to get you in that uh baseball state of mind um and even though this year we can't go to games well we don't think we will anytime soon like to fantasize maybe a little bit about going back to the ballpark and when you're at the ballpark what are your top three foods that you have to have when you're going specifically to Indians Stadium. Oh, okay. Progressive right. Field. So let's see here. I'll go start. And my number three is I got to get a bag of peanuts. Okay. I don't know what it is. From they, the, from inside the stadium? From inside the stadium. Okay. Because I don't know what it is. They tear up my stomach. I hate them. <laughs> I can eat a whole bag of them, though. Are you one of those freaks that eats the entire peanut? No, God no, hell no! I'll do it. Sometimes. No, no, no. See, I, I, <laughs> I suck the salt off the outside oh, and then pop it open. Even weirder. Oh, really? That's where you're going to go <laughs> no, with I'll this? I'll crack them open. I'll, I'll eat them like a normal person would. But once in a while, yeah, if there's not a whole lot of salt, I'll just eat the whole peanut shell. Wow, yeah, it doesn't look good you're coming a, out. You're a fucking animal. <laughs> <laughs> What's so your number three? Are number three. Yeah. What's your number three? Uh, my number three, let's see if we're talking specifically at progressive field, you know, obviously hot dogs are probably top of the list, Oh yeah. but I'm taking hot dogs out of there because I, I love hot dogs. Do I got to take hot dog? No, no, no. Okay. You don't have to. I'm just, hot dogs could be my number one for multiple lists, probably well. 75% <laughs> of lists. So I'll try to think outside the box. As we talked last week about uh, my love for hot dogs. Um, <laughs> oh, we forgot to bring up the hot dog eating contest. We'll oh, do it yeah. after this. Do it after okay. this. Okay. All right. So, so I think, I don't know. I think it's down maybe the, or it used to be down the, the third base side. They have like this nacho stand. Oh, I know which nacho stand you're talking it's about. It's just, you get whatever you want. And I think it's almost like a Chipotle for nachos. You get your bowl full of chips. And then you just put on whatever you want on top of it. And it's like 10 bucks or something. So it's a little expensive, but it's still fantastic. Hey. So that's my number three. Nachos. You get the jalapenos on it. I'm fine with just the cheese. It doesn't matter. I'll eat yeah, pulled pork, whatever. <laughs> Love it. Hey, you stole my number two. Okay. Because nachos were my number two. Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. can't. I can't help it. So since you stole it, you probably hear my kid crying in the background because they're probably fighting downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yep, there's the door shut. Uh, so I'm going to switch it up. Yeah. And you ever see, I don't know if it's still there or not, but they used to have, they called them little dogs. Okay. Okay. And I don't know if it's there or not, but it used to be, but you get, you can pick a hot dog, a sausage, but you get three little dogs. They're 
probably they call them three minis. You add whatever you want to them. So you have the sausage with the Italian peppers and onions. It's outright field behind wow. uh, the. Uh, used to be where the district is. Yeah, how do I not know about this? I don't. Know. I don't know. No, they call them like they call them like little dogs or super dogs. You but buy they, them packs of three. Well, you can. But that's what I always got was a three pack because right. I'm fat. Little coney dog. And the little coney dog, you get whatever you want. So wow. you get like a coney, another one, and another one, and you come on, dude. I love that place. I'm gonna have to go there. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um. Okay. So my number two, uh, and I just kind of stumbled upon this, and I wanted to go. So I went to Happy Dog. Stand oh, yeah. happy dog. Hear great things about Happy Dog. I love hot dogs, so I went there. They didn't have a ton of selections. I think they might have had one with like Fruit Loops on it. Oh, or something. that was I, delicious! Really? Have you had it? Oh yeah, yeah. So at, I didn't hey, want to try. Look it. at this face. <laughs> yeah. Look you at this face. Fruit Loop. On yeah, there, exactly. Um, so I didn't try that, but I'm sure it's delicious. So I stumbled into this one place. It's a barbecue place. Ooh, and it's actually run by. Even though the name of it is. Forest City Barbecue, and it's it's in the upper deck. It's run by Montgomery Inn, like the Montgomery Inn barbecue sauce that nice. you can buy, I think at Walmart or wherever. Out of Cincinnati, it's a barbecue place. It's fantastic. They have brisket, they have ribs, they have pulled pork, pulled chicken, whatever. And it, man, it just hit the spot. I loved it. So that that's my number two. Nice. You want me to go into my number one now? Or yeah, you want... go ahead. Go ahead. So my number one. And nothing fancy about it, but it's a heck of a deal, and it's delicious. It's just the chicken chicken finger, chicken tender basket. You get like four or five chicken tenders. You get curly fries that kind of rival the um, Arby's curly fries. They're fantastic, and it's only for eight or nine bucks, and you get... Basically, a boat, a tub full of food for eight or nine bucks. It beats anything else that you can get there. Best value, best food. Number one, can't top it. Right. Love it. Nice. So, my number one is because I got kids mm-hmm. and they are expensive and not like a little bit expensive. They're expensive. Right. Uh, for me, Sugardale Dollar Dog Night. Oh. You take me to a Dollar Dog yeah, Night, I am putting go. some dogs down, <laughs> and I'm putting some beers down, and the kids are happy, and Daddy is happy. Is it true that, I haven't been to a Dollar Dog Night, but is it true they're a little bit like smaller than your yeah, normal? Yeah, they're, they're a little smaller, okay, but it's so, okay. But it's a buck, so yeah, you get so six it's not of like, them, yeah, so ten it's of not, them, whatever. We're 14. Okay, 14. So what we forgot to mention is the last episode that goes into, that goes yeah. into the hot dogs. So the last episode, we talked about the uh, hot dog eating contest. Right. And who finished last and how many hot dogs they eat and if we could beat them. Yeah. Okay. So Dang. we found out that the last person, last place person, ate 18 hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, technically, he still had a minute left, but I think he bowed out. We probably, 18 I think he bowed 20 out. So probably last. So I'll ask you, Big Bri, you think you could tackle 18 to 20 hot dogs? In 10 minutes? In 10 minutes. I don't think there's any way. How many? I mean, I started thinking more about it, and it's like even one a minute. I mean, the first couple minutes, the first five minutes, you might be feeling good, but after that, you got to really push through. Yeah. If you could, I don't know. I mean, just chewing with I could the bread. Probably, I could probably eat seven. Seven? I think I think I could go. I think I, I could might do be able better. to eat an eight pack. Maybe okay. an eight pack. I think I. We might have to do this now because <laughs> I think I could do more than eight, uh, maybe nine, ten, eleven, and most. You, hey, maybe. Do you wanna you wanna try it out this week coming up, and then for our next episode? I'm just gonna. 
Come on, come on. I'll buy the hot dogs. But it's going to ruin my day. I don't know if I want to do that. Brian, let's be honest. (laughs) You can go home and take a nap after That's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, maybe we will. All right, all right. To be continued. To be continued. So, Brian, all right, back to the trivia question. Yeah. 2013. Mm Mm-hmm. New pitcher coming in. Yep. Only pitcher to have seven strikeouts and a shutout going into the sixth inning. Okay. Do you know who that pitcher was? So you said it, it was during his debut. During his debut what in his, July. What is was it his major league debut? Yes, or it his was Indian. Okay. That kind of puts a little water on my uh initial guess, but I'm still gonna say Trevor Bauer because I can't remember if he pitched with anybody before he came to Cleveland or not. So Trevor Bauer, final answer. <laughs> Shoot. Danny Salazar. Salazar, of course. Who came back and threw a whopping 79 miles an hour when he came back from his arm surgery and everything else that was wrong with him. Oh, you didn't see that game? No. What's the deal with him? He came back. Well, I don't know where he's at now, but the Indians said he was healthy and everything else. He did a couple bullpen games, did a couple minor league games, comes back to first day back. Very first fastball he threw was like 83 miles an hour, and it was like, Dude, you just threw ninety seven. What is going on? <laughs> yeah, what could have been with him? I don't. I don't. Was it injury? Was that his issue? I. I, I the injury, only thing. Hey, I, it's either injury or mental. I don't know. The first thing that comes to mind when I think of Danny Salazar is um the the playing game. Oh, he pitched yeah. the playing game against uh Tampa Bay, I think, and we ended up losing. But Kluber should have pitched. Right. Right. Absolutely. But we're not baseball experts or anything like that. No. So, I hope everybody enjoyed the show today. I know we got off on a couple things. Sorry. You know, that's what we do sometimes. But I hope the new equipment worked out because uh, we like it. And like I said, next week we will have the new intro music. Cool. And music for the trivia and top three. And thank you again, Eric. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. Can't thank you enough for it, Kyle. Thank you for introducing me to Eric. And, uh, we are legal ham to face. We're uncorked, unloaded. Brian, give him a God bless. God bless you. God bless America. All right. Uh, thank you, military. Thank you, first responders. We love you. Uh, we're uncorked. We're unloaded. We're out. See ya. See ya.